What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. We are here to chat about Survivor 44, Episode 3, with an instant recap reaction video. This is Caleb, your favorite host, as always, joined alongside Alex. How are you doing tonight after the third episode of U.S. Survivor? Ooh. Uh, that was a lot, um, a lot to take in tonight. Uh, I think it was an exciting episode overall. Uh, contrary to popular belief, Caleb, Claire being your winner pick. Yes, yes. I'm supposed to root against Claire. I was not rooting against Claire. I, obviously, my my public persona was, but my personal watch experience of Survivor 44, I was very much rooting for Claire. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn sad. Yeah, Alex, I was going to go see how far we could go into the episode without mentioning the fact that I just lost my winner pick. So thank you for doing that literally 60 seconds in. You're very um, welcome. Yeah. yeah. If you've been following along with us on Australian Survivor, you will also know that it's been a rough week for Team, rough two weeks for Team Caleb. Not only did I lose my winner pick from Australian Survivor, but I also lost one of my favorite all-time Survivor players in general, and the icing on the cake of the horrible, horrible last like nine days for me has been losing Claire gone far too soon. Maybe it's not the like, you know, I said last week she was trying to get the the aura of Sandra by sitting on the Sandra sit out bench. But maybe it's just the curse of Sandra sitting on the sit out bench. Okay. I don't know. For- for those wondering, my winner pick is still in and I'll yeah, survivor okay. in the top six. And my winner pick of Danny is arguably no. arguably the player of the episode. So well not, not not that we're competing. Alex, why do you have to make things about you? I'm over here lamenting, mourning, in grief, and you just want to make this about you. That's I, I'm a podcast host. That's what we're supposed to do, right? No, you're supposed to be empathetic with me. You're no. supposed to say, so sorry, Caleb. I'm so sorry, Caleb, that I have better winner picks than you do. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, what's still in the running, though, is um, the fact that I've had four winner picks on Team Caleb and U.S. Survivor for four seasons in a row. Um, the other, like, we've, we've already decided this. The, the winner of this season is Matt. He was my last pick, kind of spur of the moment. Like, that we'll see what happens. But th- he's already won the season. So like I, he's I don't know, positioned well too. I, I, I don't know why that I'm like super sad about Claire. I mean I'm very sad about yeah. Claire. Don't get me wrong, but I mean Matthew's already winning this. So like okay, uh. right, right. Well, <laughs> Caleb, I I am sorry for you. I, my heart goes out to you. I I I can't be ep- empathetic because I've never lost a winner pick this early in the season. Um, you also lost your winner pick uh very early last season as well i did not lose mine last season until the very end so ellie lasted much longer than this oh like two episodes three two merge episodes two merge three Uh, episodes (laughs) yeah so at this point uh i am using the like i don't care anymore everything is dead uh i'm just here to podcast about survivor now and that's that's what keeps you coming back to speaking llama. I know, I know. That's My it. complete apathy towards Survivor is what people want. Welcome, welcome to the club, Caleb. 
Welcome to them. But seriously, if you are joining us back, welcome back. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. You probably, you probably already turned, turned it off at this point. <laughs> probably already turned it off. But if you're still here, <laughs> thank you so much for joining in. We do instant recap reactions uh, of the episodes. We are not going to go into every nitty gritty detail of the episode. We are going to talk about the highlights, talk about some of our favorite moments, some decisions about players, and more often than not, we're going to be wrong about things. Uh, except I'm, I'm what always right. Uh, Alex, like Alex has so many wrong opinions that like it levels us out. Hey, hey, hey! I don't have wrong opinions. I have biased opinions. <laughs> well, <laughs> very, very different. That's, Half the that's... time I'm right. <laughs> that's fair too uh but uh i also like you know i like as we kind of jump into u.s survivor and more people uh are listening and, and engaging with survivor as a quick disclaimer one of the things i think that I, we've seen it particularly on you on australian survivor and u.s survivor in the past if you're following along with us like we're all about positive vibes uh we, like these are characters on a tv show uh, we are, it's an edited TV show to be certain. And if you're ever confused, why, like, why would Claire sit out on the bench every single time? Why would she be so stupid? Well, newsflash, she's not that stupid. Uh, it's just like, we don't see all yeah. the, like, we don't see all the things. Sorry. Right? So, uh, she's not stupid. People aren't stupid. We just don't see everything. And so, uh, but we're here yeah. to talk about. Some, yeah, go ahead, Alex. Well, I was going to say, Caleb, you you often say, you've kind of coined this phrase of, if you are confused by a move or what is happening, why someone did something, there's likely more context behind the move that we don't know. So uh, lead with that when you're confused or angry at, at a player. Uh, two, we used to say this back when we did our uh, Survivor Debate episodes, but we will never talk poorly about characters on Survivor but we will always talk poorly about one another. So that's the distinction here. That's true. That's true. Uh, so if you're new, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. That's just a brief reminder. And so Alex, let's jump in to this episode of US Survivor. Again, episode three. And we uh, just as a very brief recap, if you're watching this a few days later, uh, we come back uh, and uh, we see the aftermath of the Tika tribe. We see... Not one, but two fake idols get planted and found this episode. We see the Soka tribe lose in a what what was a lead in the challenge. Uh, and we see the unfortunate aftermath of Claire sitting out three immunity challenges in a row leads to is a reason for leading to her demise in this game. Uh, so, Alex, the first thing I want to talk about, uh, jumping in, I, as we've seen now that all three tribes have been to tribal council, how has lo the lo losing votes for three people automatically in the very first episode affected the game so far? Right. So, like, huh. right. So, like, three people, one person from each tribe did not have a choice. They lost their vote. Yeah. No matter like no matter what, and I would I would venture to say that it has it is in some ways drastically impacted the f shape of the game currently. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's been huge. I think the um, 
the Ratu tribe episode one, right? I, I don't know if Lawrence vote because she chose to lose her vote that episode to get an extra vote later on. Um, so I don't know if that, well, oh uh, yeah, yes, no, yes, yes. that's right. Yes, yes, yes that's, that's correct. Um, so I don't know if that had a, a lot of impact on that. I think the bigger impact there was, um, uh who was it uh jamie and matthew playing their shot in the dark uh yep. jamie uh kind of playing it as intended and matthew creating a strategy around playing the shot in the dark and so that paired with an idol canceling two votes uh created a, a wild first tribal council i don't know if like the losing a vote other like it was more of a choice i think with all three of those um I think the biggest one was episode two, where mm-hmm. we found out in exit interviews with Helen that Sarah had told both Helen and Carson that she didn't have a vote. Yep. And so we we suspected that last week when we yep. talked about it after the episode that we didn't know. And so that just confirms it of why Carson chose to go with Jam Jam and Carolyn rather than making a two-two split. Um, so I, I think that had a huge impact and I was actually listening to, uh, Rob has a podcast earlier tonight and he actually just released a 30 minute episode on what's the impact of losing your vote in the modern huh? era of survival. Well, there you go. So I'm trying not to copy all of his thoughts and ideas because I <laughs> literally just listened to it two hours ago, but, um, I, I, I think that was huge. And the takeaway that he had is like losing your vote is actually worse for your ally than it is for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's true here again tonight in episode three, where if Matt had his vote, it, it could have been it, that could have swayed Heidi over. Yeah. Um, or they could have manipulated a little bit where it's, hey, let's split the vote with Carol or with, uh, you know, Claire and someone else. And then a group of three would have the majority. Um, you just have full numbers to work with when you have all your votes. So not having to vote with this opposition alliance going against what the majority alliance wants, you can't really do anything. And so we saw both Heidi and even Franny vote out Claire because the numbers just aren't there when one of the six people in your tribe don't, they don't have a vote. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that I want to restate something I said earlier. Yes. Not everyone automatically lost their vote in that first escapade Island trip, but everyone was required to risk their vote. Yes. No matter yeah. what. Uh, and so um, what is it? I agree. Um, I, I have not listened to Rob has a podcast, uh, which like credit to where credit's due in terms of uh, him talking about that. And I think it's a great topic about like, what's this impact? Cause I, I think with so many people losing it, so early on including with the shot of the darks it has drastically impacted how the votes have gone and has constrained some people not to make certain moves right so we don't know how carson feels about jam jam and carolyn ultimately if right if he if we knew that he knows that sarah doesn't have a vote right that's not a choice for carson at that point other than to convince one of the other two to flip on each other and likewise here, maybe Franny is able to work a little more social bonds uh, with others if she knows that she has Matt's vote too, uh, but she doesn't have Matt's vote. And so, right. And that doesn't surprise me that Franny went with the majority here yeah. because like your number one ally doesn't have a vote. Like you've got to, you've got to make sure you're in the majority after tribal council. Like you can't yeah. be the sole vote 
um, against someone who's still there coming back to camp with you. Absolutely. And my, my last question on this is, Alex, do you think that this, we haven't quite seen it so much this, as in previous seasons, of so many players having had lost a vote, but do you think it's good for Survivor going forward? Do you think this is something that she could keep doing uh, or should they maybe use it more sparingly going forward? That's a great question. I I think this season's the first season Obviously, the last three seasons have impacted the game quite a yep. bit. You know, I'm thinking 42 in particular, the pre-merge. We had that massive um, tribal council with the Green Tribe where two people didn't have votes. It was a 2-2 split, you know, and they almost went to rocks, but they didn't. I, I think that had a huge impact on the game. But I think with Matthew's move in episode one with the shot in the dark, now at this point, they need to get rid of shot in the dark. To yep. me, that has like you perfected the move and now everyone in 45 and 46 moving forward, they are watching this season right now. They haven't gone out to the Island yet. So everyone saw that happen. And that's the last thing people on 45 are going to see is that, Oh, you can use shot in the dark to lay low and not show your cards too early. And I don't think that's what production wants by implementing shot in the dark and I think that would get really old if a lot of people started doing that. So I think at least with Shot in the Dark, I haven't loved it up until Matthew's move with it. And with Jamie actually getting it, we finally saw someone actually be safe. I think at this point they need to retire it uh, for that reason. Yeah, well, we at least we know that right production listens to our podcast specifically and takes our opinion seriously. I agree. Right. I we agree. can we can rest well tonight knowing that. Yes. If you can't tell, that is my sarcastic voice. So, Alex, uh, thanks for answering that question. I, I think it'll be interested to see how, right, we, there is still one player, Matt, who does not have a second vote. And he has not told anyone that he doesn't have a second vote, to our knowledge. So, we'll see what happens. Unless I'm misremembering and he told Franny, but I don't think he did. Uh, so, uh, I, I think he did. Okay, he did. So, so maybe it's just Franny, which yeah. I, I think I think we did talk about, and that is a good. That's a good choice by him. Someone yes. Yes. knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we talked about this last week. It's been we've watched so much Survivor since last week that it's yeah. So, Alex, I want to take this episode uh, as our reaction to it in uh, by highlighting what we saw at each tribe this episode. Uh, obviously, the most happened on Soka's beach, so I'm going to save them for the very end. So let's talk about the Tika tribe uh, this episode. And we see that Sarah is on the outs, potentially. How did you feel, right? We, we really saw very brief of them, right? It's the beginning of the episode and that's it. Uh, how do you feel Sarah reacted to the vote out of uh, Helen, Carson's reaction to it, and then Jam Jam and Carolyn's reaction to it? Yeah, all those reactions I thought were good, maybe except for Carson. Yeah. Um, I was nervous with Carson's reaction of, you know, the immediate, I'm I'm leaning into my chaotic side and I'm so excited, uh, right? Like, I understand the adrenaline going through your body, like, absolutely, right? Um, but I think that <laughs> in my mind, knowing the background now that he and, and Helen both knew Sarah didn't have a vote, 
Voting out Helen was the obvious choice for Carson. That was a logical choice. That was not the chaotic choice for Carson in my mind. So I, I'm nervous with this like high of I want to be more and more chaotic. Uh, when sometimes if that's not paired with logic, it could uh, be very bad. So yeah. I, I'm nervous for Carson. Uh, Jam Jam and Carolyn, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> like the other two walk off and they just like scream and give each other a hug. Like I love that. That's great. I loved Carolyn's reaction too and her confessional. Uh, Sarah, uh, I I feel like I haven't gotten a good read on Sarah so far this season. I do think she had a really great poker face, at least at, at bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, because she did not seem super upset, super accusatory, anything like that towards Carson, towards anyone else. She wanted to know what happened. But other than that, you know, we see her laughing about, you know, Jam Jam snoring and stuff like that. She seems to be in with the tribe and she's not isolating herself. Like, I think for a lot of us, it would be easy to if you're blindsided and your closest ally goes home and who you thought was your ally is now working against you. Mm-hmm. I may just want to walk on the beach by myself and not associate with those other three people. So for her to respond positively and work with them and or at least sit with them and interact with them, I think at minimum, it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you think, right? What's so Sarah's move is probably to take out, try to like target uh, Carson at this point. I think so. Uh, and, and I think that there, there will be a case to be made. I, I think she's worried that uh, they're going to go back to tribal council, which like they kind of got avoided it by the skin of their teeth this episode. So we'll, we'll kind of see. My other thought from the Tika tribe is Alex, you know. Over the past several seasons, I've fallen in love with the uh, sassy older woman archetype. Yes. Uh, and I think that archetype was hiding in disguise. This You thought this it was season. Heidi? I thought it was Heidi. But it's maybe, a little Heidi. It's, it's a little, a little Heidi, Heidi, for sure. It, maybe it's an evolution of this archetype. And Carol, I am falling in love with the character of Carolyn. I, from the first previews, I thought uh, that there might be a little like she might be a little too much for me to handle just like kind of like chaotic uh but i'm loving it uh it's mcdonald's for me you know i'm just loving it caleb you are the young gravy of survivor podcasters the young gravy it's a pop culture reference it's a gen Uh, z reference well (laughs) that's that then i don't know what that means because i'm not tapped in with the youths you know uh that's obviously a quote from new girl right uh if you've watched new girl before and schmidt's little line there uh i've never you know related to that show more than i do now be now that i'm in my 30s uh it's like oh, oh i yeah. i i get it now <laughs> I, I was always told i love schmidt i was always told you're like the perfect combination of schmidt and nick uh, I could I could see that. So it, it kind of depends that. on the day, but I, I take both sides as a compliment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, Alex, any, any other thoughts from the Kika, tri- T- Kika, Tika tribe? Uh, nope. Yeah. I'm going to keep yeah. calling you young gravy of survivor though. That's great. Uh, the other, the only other thing I would say is like, I kind of agree with you. Maybe Carson's playing a little too chaotic, a little too aggressively. We've seen when people get comfortable, especially early in the merge that it, or early in the pre-merge, that is a recipe for disaster for them. But I will say this, he is entertaining to watch so far. So uh, let's jump over to the Ratu tribe. Uh, and we see uh, kind of two main points. Uh, first of all, Alex, 
would you eat an earthworm out on Survivor? Sure. Sh- sure. Sure. I Why thought not? you don't like like slimy wildlife. things and <laughs> wildlife in general, right? Um, I mean, I would never be out there, right? So uh, who knows? But I, I feel like a, a worm <laughs> is relatively like harmless. That's like a growing up going to youth group. People would eat worms, you know? Okay, what, what I don't know what they do in the backwoods of Indiana, well, but that's a great question. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, I feel like I'd eat it. I, I think I would. Hundred percent truth here. I absolutely think I would to like try to win favor with the group. Yep. Right. Like I think I would come across more serious, more logical, and I think to win people over. I would like have these goofy moments where, and, and to me, eating a worm, even if I don't want to, if it makes people think positively about me, then I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing is like anything that's a bonding moment, do it. Right. Yeah. Even, if, even if it's small, like at the end of the day, someone's not going to go, oh, I'm not going to vote out Alex because he ate that worm with me. Right. Uh, but it's like, oh no, I feel close with Alex. Alex and I do things together. We are Yes. bonding together it's harder for me to vote out alex because i feel closer to him yes yeah absolutely uh the other thing is that we see and we're going to talk a little bit more about this whole idol fake idol placement but how about that editing of watching jamie find the idol at the well and matt's like oh my god here and flashback who matt has found the idol that's tough i mean that's one of the only times in survivor editing that like they are hiding a big moment from a previous episode from us, right? They typically want us to see and be involved in all those moments. So uh, I I was surprised by it. I think Matthew had a great reaction with Jamie when she found it. And it's, it's just perfect that he led her straight there um, and, and saw it all go down. And then in a confessional could just go, yeah, that's not it because I have it. (laughs) Like it's, it's so good. So um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I, I actually really like that. And I also think in seasons past, we probably would have just been have shown that Matt met, that made a fake idol, hit it, and then Jamie like showed it that episode as yes. if that had all happened in that day or two. Yes. Uh so I really do love the flashback of having Matt and like I was caught off guard. Me too. Uh and, and I really love that. And it was an exciting moment uh, of the episode. Also, Team Caleb, love it. Love to see it. Um, <laughs> team it, Caleb uh, outwitting Team Caleb. Listen, <laughs> Team Caleb does not have a lot of victories this week. Let me have this one. Yeah, okay. So Team Caleb, the Matthew and Jamie, who uh, Matthew planted a fake idol and led her straight to it. Um, and but then, now they're now they're they're allied together. They like they can work together. Build, no, building alliance. The other two members of Team Caleb were the two on the chopping block from right. the Soka tribe. Yes. So okay. Okay. Uh, at, I said it's been a rough week. Give me this one little thing, Alex. <laughs> you you can have it, Caleb. You can have it. Thanks. Now you. can we move on? Can we move on? Uh, we can move on. Uh, my only other thought uh, about this, about Ratu in particular, is I think that Kane is the geek inside all of us, waving around that sword. Um, who doesn't want to be out on Survivor? Now, waving around a sword, I was going to say that. I don't know that I always pictured a sword being on Survivor, but, you know. Well, okay, here's the thing with these idols, right? Pearl Islands. I, I, idols, so I'm talking about a sword right now. Same uh, immunity. Uh, oh, immu- like team, yes. team, okay. immunity team. Yes. Team. Uh, yes. Pearl Islands had a sword, and it was a badass sword. 
It yes, like it did. It went around your neck, like uh, your it was, body. It was pirate like, themed. Pirate yeah, themed. It, was, it was a pirate. Sword. It was a saber. That was great. Yeah, and then a this cu- a cutlass. It like there's especially the shield. It's so small. It looks like you went to Walmart and like bought <laughs> an action toy. Like it, it looks just really flimsy and small. It's like that would have been really cool if it was a full size shield and full size sword. I think that would have been great. But with yep. it being so small, it just looks funny. He's like young Link out there, just waving <laughs> around the sword, right? He's going to do a beat up and like spin around. Um, you like that? I did. That uh, was good. So, uh, yeah, it's I. It's cool. I, I, I would do the same thing with the sword. It's just like funny to like watch him like in his own head, like doing it all. And then Jeff knights him like that's fun. But it's still just it looks goofy with how small the sword is. Yeah, just make a bigger one, bigger one next time, you know? Uh, any other thoughts? We didn't see a ton from the, the Ratu Beach. Uh, again, Matt's fake idol play. Uh, any, any thoughts from this beach, Alex? Um, yeah, Matthew's idol play is great. Um, the worms were great. It, they seem like they're just kind of chilling. Um, yeah. I, I think they're all in a good spot. Uh, we got um, a highlight of Brandon and his life and kind of a little bit more depth, which honestly with former athletes on survivor, we don't get a whole lot of like background story outside of their sport. So to get to know them as a person beyond just their former sport, even Danny in 41, we didn't get a whole lot of information, like personal information from him and he made it really deep. So, um, it is nice to see an athlete, um, survivor portray an athlete for more than just a sport. Right. That's one of the things that he talked about was that as an athlete, he is often pigeonholed as like the athlete uh, and that talking about he has lots of other interests uh, that define who he is outside of just being an athlete. So, yep. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the Soka tribe, the uh, tribe beach. We spent the most time on this episode. Uh, and the first thing that we have to talk about, Alex we were texting about it back and forth throughout the episode uh, is Danny does what likely production wanted people to do in the first place with this, but takes his fake idol and places it with the note in the bird cage. What do you think about Danny's move here? Well, I know I disagree with you, at least to some degree. So well, I will give my my opinion and I'll let yeah, you. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about the mechanic. You don't get ahead of ourselves. We're going to talk about the mechanic. I want you to talk about Danny's move in particular. Oh, it was perfect. Why, why was it perfect? Why would what kind flawless. of commentary is that? Why, why is it flawless, Alex? No, no more words need to be spoken. <laughs> no, um, I mean, it. so here's the thing, like, um. He like you said, he he did what he was supposed to do with it, right? I think yeah. they probably wanted like wanted something else to happen with it. I don't know, but like taking the fake idol and putting it with um the real notes, like that's what they wanted, right? And it came out after the episode as well online that it is confirmed like each tribe has like beads are the real one and like the coin is the fake one and then on the next tribe the coin is the real one and then the medallion is the fake one and on the third tribe yeah. the medallion's the real one and the beads are the fake one so it's going to create lots of chaos at the merge because people won't know what's real and what's not real at that yeah, point yeah. even if they talk so I, I think they are just setting people up to have fake idols uh that they don't know about 
Yeah, which I I love the like chaos that that has, right? Because like who it's going to create a lot of misinformation that goes around. Um, so I I actually really love that about this, and I do think that Danny played this perfectly in, in the same way that Matt did, right? He yeah. hit, hit, well, and Matt's is a little bit different. Uh, but he makes a fake idol, plants it, and watches and waits for someone to find it. Yeah. Uh, and in both situations, Matt, right, uses it as a given how it is, right? And it depends on how Jamie responds and how Matt res- Matt responds. But Matthew uh, with Jamie, like Jamie's like, oh, look what I found. And, and and so that's a bonding moment for Matthew and Jamie. For Matt on the Soka beach and uh, Danny, Matt doesn't tell him at first. So Danny turns around and goes, you know what? I'm going to expose this. <laughs> that was the best part. Forcing Matt to have to tell everybody, which is like the right call. That was right? the like, best part. Uh, it, it was perfect because um, yeah. it puts Matt in a tough position, uh, and knowing that people know he doesn't, know have, a he doesn't have a vote, right? So he has to come clean to everybody. It was a really great play by Danny, a really fun play by Danny, yes. um, and, and the right one. And I love right. My only <laughs> concern is there's a he in his confessional. He quotes like says like. I want to take all the target off, like people to like get attention away from me. But my only, my only problem with that, Danny, is that you're the one like instigating the, the throwing people under the bus, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, did you hear about Matt? Like going to tell everyone about what happened with Matt isn't quite taking the target off of you, but it's working. <laughs> it's working. Man. No, it's, it's totally worth it. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. I, I just love those moments. And again, like, he probably said that conventional maybe a day ahead of time or hours later. Right. Uh, but like the juxtaposition of, I just want the target to be off my back. So I'm going to do that. But I'm also going to be actively like clearly throwing people under the bus. Yes. Uh, it's one thing to go like, hey, did you hear? Did you hear about Matt? Like, But it, it my impression was it, it it seems like he went around and told a couple people. Yeah. Um, which is my like? It, what's funny about it? It's but, it's uh Sammy all over again from last season, right? Yes. I'm like, I, I'm gonna be really chill about it. I don't want to stand out. And then everyone watch this, <laughs> you know, like, right? Which like I find very funny, uh, yeah. and so I appreciate. And I'm actually really loving Danny on this yeah. season. He's a, been a fun character. We have a friend calling him the reincarnation of Tony, yeah. uh, the namesake of the podcast, and he's not unwrong and i can say that because he doesn't listen to us because he's a jerk you know uh (laughs) but alex i want to talk about this mechanic because i do have an issue yeah with the fact that he got to place an idle note with a fake idol that has been given to him into the place that holds the perceived idol that has been set up by production uh I want to clarify that obviously Matt does something similar. Matt makes a fake idol, does not place it in the site, places it as an idol in the beach, not in the cage. Now, obviously his idol has been played. So, and he did not have the key. I personally don't, I survivor's not a fair game, but I don't love the fact that the note about there being an, an extra thing is separate from this initial note. I would have rather have seen it's a part of all the same note and you can choose to tear it up. But like the fact that, that for all intents and purposes, like it is something that has been made by production with an actual idle note 
that all it's missing is a small little note that they have no idea would ever be with that in the first place. Uh, and so I, I have an issue with this mechanic in the game personally. Yeah. I, you know, man, I see where you're coming from. Um, when, when Danny first did that, there was this like feeling in my pit of just like, Ooh, like that feels dirty. Uh, when, when it's like, well, let me eat this, you know, note that says it's fake and throw the real one. in. it's like, man, you know, fans of Australian survivor, right? Like, this current season there's a fake idol but there's no note to it so there's like um it was a, a clue it was a clue <laughs> it wasn't a clue <laughs> uh but there's this layer of mystery right of like i'm going to assume it's real or i'm going to be very cautious and assume it's not real with that so it's allowing players to make the judgment which was very entertaining the entire yes, season absolutely I mean, multiple storylines so to to give them a note knowing it's fake feels a little off to me but as you were arguing your opinion to, to us via text, you know, I realized like this is even before Matthew played it in the past when people have fake idols, they put the real note in there. I mean, we can go back to Micronesia with a stick. Yeah. There was a real note in there uh, with that stick. And so like, that's the way you have to play a fake idol. If it was just the coin, I, I don't think it, Matt would have thought it was a real idol. Right. So I think, there is a because that's how you have to play a fake idol. I I understand where you're coming from. To me, um, it does not. The production gives you the tools versus you make the tools. Um, that doesn't bother me as much. I understand how I I see what you mean. It just me personally watching it, it doesn't bother me as much. Yeah, I think so. I will I will raise you the point about we've seen people do this in the past before. Again, I think the distinction that not only did that person have to find the idol or find the note in the first place, they also had to make and create whatever was placed in place of it. Uh, there is an example of this in previous Survivor where there was no note given. And I may be wrong about this based on my memory, but Millennials versus Gen X. Uh, David is given a what is a fake idol in a coconut. There is no note. He places it along uh, the path for Jay to find it. Jay finds it and assumes it's an idol, but yeah. there's no there's no note at all that was given to David to play as a fake idol for somebody yeah. else that he didn't create, but production didn't like say, here's a note for it. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where I have the issue with it is that it is like, it's basically me saying you finding an advantage that says, here's a note that says it's an idol. It's actually not an idol. Um, go, go plant it. Uh, and I will also say like my other issue with this is the current issue with just idols in general. I know that they're wanting to encourage fake idol play or like people creating fake idols, but when they make them so easy to replicate and duplicate, it, it loses its charm. Uh, when they're just like a string of beads, uh, I want to be very clear that Danny played it right. For sure. Yeah, I, th there is, this was the right decision by Danny. I have, I have an issue with the mechanic of it, but that's yeah. just me. That's fair. Yeah. That's, that's your opinion. That right. is my opinion and the right opinion. But now Alex, let's talk a little bit about something that's a little less fun. Uh, is Claire sits out of yes. this immunity. And that is the reason that we are given for her 
going home. Uh, so we see about, we see that it come down to maybe Josh, maybe Claire. We see that uh, Franny maybe wants to try to save her, but like doesn't have Matt's vote. We already kind of talked about that before. My question for you, Alex, is what could Claire have done differently? Because uh, we could point back and say, there's she should have gotten up off the bench. She should have like gone out there and proved herself. And I do think that is a slightly of a fair point. But I also want to acknowledge that in those instances, it's not always Claire's decision to sit yes. out. Yeah. It's a group decision and a group think. Well, yeah, I to vote her out because, oh, we need to keep this tribe strong and Franny and Heidi are strong and we're not going to even question if the men are strong or not. We're just going yep. to assume they're the three yep. strongest. Like, so Claire, you're it. I, I I hate that reason. And again, I'm rooting for Claire, so I'm biased, right. whatever. I think that's a load of crap. Um, and and so like, and even I I mean, I'll, I'll even throw it out there that the design of the challenges are all so similar that yep. like each individual person's strength, you're not able to highlight your different strengths out there. You have to be good at pushing something. You have to be fast and you have to be good at a puzzle. That's yep. it. But there's so many other strengths for challenges, memory challenges, or other things going on, um, endurance challenges like that that you can yep. do. So it just it bothers me that it's like, oh, you're you're all the challenges are basically the same format. So the same person's gonna keep sitting out and we're gonna vote you out because you keep sitting out. So yep. it just it it doesn't make sense to me. I think if I have to rationalize it, it's still the first vote for this tribe. And you have to have a reason to vote yep. someone out. I don't understand why Matt wasn't the one to be taken out. I guess it's because he says he has an idol. And if I'm Danny, I'm not going to like yep. push that. Oh, it's probably fake. Right. So like if I'm Josh or Franny or Heidi, like I'm going to just assume, hey, I don't even want to mess with that and and potentially have it backfire on me if Franny gives me a vote. So let's let's go, you know, option B or option C because there are idols out there. So yeah. I I think that could be a reason it was clear instead of Matt. Uh with it coming up with Josh is sneaky. Um we haven't seen really anything from Josh. And so no. yeah, I, I hate that reason of like, oh, you're just suspicious. So we're gonna get rid of you when it's like, has he done things that bring suspicion on himself? If so, let's see it. Yeah. If not, then like, that's, that's lame. <laughs> so yeah, I, which to that credit, I think that was probably more of the show trying to give us another option to not yeah. make it clear that it was clear going home than it was. Uh, but I would be see like, why, why is Josh being suspicious? What has he done? I, I would love to know those things, Survivor. Um, but yeah, man, I, I honestly don't know quite more what Claire could have done in this situation. Uh, I honestly, because based on how quickly everyone jumped on to, hey, we can vote Claire out, like she hasn't helped in challenges. She seems to be perceived as the weakest in the tribe. Uh, I feel like that she is potentially a boot regardless, right? Even if she would have like jumped in. And all right, this is always like the, we see this time and time again in Survivor, 
right? People taking the hero position, failing. And, you know, in old school Survivor, like that was like a reason people would use to vote you home. Like this is just a reminder to everybody that like, it does not matter what reason it is that for a person to go home, they they just need the tribe collectively, especially for a first vote needs a reason. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to fault Claire for her sitting out, like I, I think you should, shouldn't look at that. What's maybe more indicative is what are her social relationships at that point? Like why doesn't Heidi feel more comfortable with Claire going forward versus Josh? Why? Yeah. Like we've, we've also seen in history where people make the decision to not quote, keep the tribe strong in order to maintain a social relationship and keep someone that is valuable to them. And so if Claire could have done anything, I imagine like differently, it's those days leading up, right? Did she have a final two or final three with someone that was impenetrable? I would say clearly not. Uh, yeah. Now, like the clearly is a strong word. The, the Matt's idol is definitely a wrench in the whole plan. Uh, and Danny could have stopped that by like, whether saying something about it or being like, ah, actually, I think we should do Josh. But Claire doesn't have that relationship with Danny, apparently. And so right. we will never really know the full reason as to why she gets like kind of, but like it's ultimately her. But the other thing I'll highlight, uh, Alex, is the fact that we talk about all the time, right? Like when people play an idol that is not used correctly or, like why someone doesn't make a move and in, in, in self-preservation. Sometimes all it takes is one more day in Survivor. And I want like to backtrack, let's say Soka goes to tribal council first. It's probably Matt going home. Yeah. Right. All it takes is a few days to build social relationships in a particular way that changes the game. And and, and so yeah. like that's the issue I have with the 26 days is that like a couple days make a huge difference in survivor. Yeah. Well, and even like this idea of, you know, you just, you, you need a, a barely a reason about somebody out, especially when there are six people um, like there's, there's nowhere to hide, right? Old school survivor or other areas of survivor when there's 10 people on a tribe. Well, Hey, like there might be two people who failed the puzzle and one person who sat out and one person who's just annoying everyone at camp. So you kind of have a little bit, you have multiple targets to kind of pin it on other people, but when there are only six people, you've got nowhere to go. Yeah. Uh, you can't necessarily pin it on someone else. You only have one other option to pin it on one other person because you need everyone else's vote to get that yep. person out. So it's, there's nowhere to hide. Absolutely. And unfortunately for Claire, there was nowhere to hide. And kind of like I said too, that, if Matt doesn't have that immunity idol that people think, and he doesn't have a vote or if he has a vote, maybe this all works out differently for Claire. Yeah. Uh, but alas, she represented team Caleb exceptionally well yep. during her time out there. That move, we'll always remember the moment oh. of her leaning over to Matt on the sit out bench and talking about the, uh, the escapade Island one of my favorite moves of this season so far. Uh, and I love it. So if, if Claire is not on the next returning player season of survivor, the podcast is over. We riot. Oh, well, okay then. Uh, I guess the, I guess this, this might be it, Alex, which on that note, 
we're gonna we're gonna jump into our outwit outpass last, but for those of you like me that are uh ex always consistently trying to get on the show of Survivor, you may have noticed, Alex, that on CBS's casting website, they have changed from casting from season 45. And it now says casting for season 47, which if you haven't gotten a call back, that probably means you're not getting a call this round. I hate to tell you, but that's okay. But you could get a call. You never know. And Caleb knows that because we will be taking a short break for about two months (laughs) here in about a month. So I'm going to have guest stars on for the last half of this season. Alex saying my life's over. Claire got voted out. I'm done with the podcast. So I'm going to have guests, guest hosts for the remainder of the season while Caleb goes um, hiking that hiking in Europe, right? For about uh, you haven't made this joke in a long time, but why would you make this joke on the, night of my second winter pick going home in survivor seasons this spring knowing that a blatant reminder that i'm not going on to survivor if my Uh, night could not get any worse another fun uh (laughs) reference for any big brother fans out there uh that sounds a lot like rockstar and brett when brett pinned a vote on her on her daughter's birthday and she just looked at me why would you do that on my daughter's birthday uh, best moment in, in Big Brother history. Well, this is not a Big Brother podcast. So, Alex, not yet. My once, point once is, I take over when you're out there on the island, it will be. My point is, is that we get typically on the casting websites, it'll say we are casting for season 43 and 44 right now. So it was weird that we only got 45. It's even weirder that it's jumped from 45 to 47, which is going to bring about all the speculation. Will season 46 be a returner's season, Alex? I think so. Um, and I think Jeff loves to tease things, right? So his first episode of his first official Survivor podcast, he has Bruce on it. And he tells Bruce on the podcast, you get a guaranteed spot on a as a returner in Survivor. I Jeff Probst is not that far off from Taylor Swift in terms of Easter eggs. Uh, for the fans (laughs) and i think that was an easter egg and i I think he's prepping fans about a year in advance for a returner season now will that be a pre-merge you know all pre-mergers because there's quite a few really good ones from first boot bring back the first boot bucket oh the first boot bucket (laughs) go back and listen to that i think it's like episode 20 30 of speaking llama um highly recommended uh, so, yeah, anyway, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that just you know, everyone's excited. I would love to see a fans versus favorites again. Uh, so they don't necessarily need to do a whole nother like casting cycle for it, right? They can use forty like people from the last couple of cycles to fill that out. They only need a certain number of people. Uh, I would love to see a second chances season. I think people have been clamoring for that yeah. uh, a long time, uh, and to get some of those people that are in right seasons like late 30s early 40s a chance to come back and play we haven't had the chance right i think of right really even like um heroes healers hustlers on we haven't really had any returners uh outside of i think maybe winners at war war. yeah right Uh, so but caleb do you think they would choose people pre-season 40 or do you think they would just use people 41 through 44 i don't feel like there's enough people from 40 from four seasons 
Um, I my my hope. I think if they chose, Je- I not that those people don't deserve to come back. I think there would be a lot of Survivor fans disappointed if they didn't use some other people that really need to come back. But that does bring me to a different point, though, Alex, is that I suspect season 46 is returners, 47, 48, 49 is some kind of newbies, maybe a captain season or a fan versus favorite season that goes in. And season 50 is going to be a Legends season of Survivor. I, I would say that's a prediction, but everyone's talking about 50 if, being a Legends season. If they don't, and it's just a newbie season, we all and, riot. Right? Yeah, we, like, all, we all riot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and Suri has said recently after the Traders, they asked her, I think it was the Drop Your Buffs podcast, like sent in a question in her like traders, you know, deep dive afterwards. And it said, if season 50 is a legend season, would you go on? And she said, yeah, of course. Yeah. So like, yeah, Suri's on board. Yeah. So I'm the, on board. I, I hope it's a legend season. I suspect that what they may do with between now and 50 is try to get in as many of the people that either haven't been on again from like, from, since season one till now uh, as possible in into that legend season. Uh, like, so if someone doesn't classify as a legend in their mind, they're going to get on season 46. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to try to not wrap up the show, but like wrap up what has been the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, that's why I think season 46, if it's returners, it could just be one 41 through 45, because I think if, if you have a legend season, right? There's so many people. Like we can name off 50 people right now from right. pre-season 40 who could be on legends right now. If they throw in, you know, people from 41, 43, 44, just playing one time, um, I I don't know if they would stack up against a Sari, a Parvati, a Boston Rob, whoever that might be. Um, so I, I feel like they might try to get a lot of these like potential legends on a second season to solidify their status before throwing them on 50. Right. Um, that's what I think. Also season 50 calling it right now. Final two, uh, it's going to be Sari and DK chilling. Okay. Well, first of all, that DK chilling would get on a legend season in the first place. Uh, the other I, I'm writing history right now. <laughs> the other note that I would make that it could be, uh, is, and I will, I will credit survivor now podcast. I was chatting about it with them over there. Uh, is that potentially an international season of Survivor? I would rather it be a legend season, but that is definitely on the table as potential. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. You're getting yeah. me too excited, Caleb. Too excited. I know, I know. Well, Alex, let's wrap up this episode uh, with our outwit, outplay, and outlast players or moments of the week. We give these awards out each week for players that exemplify the uh, core tenets of Survivor. And so we'll kick off with Outwit, the social strategy side of the game. Uh, This one was a little hard for me because I feel like all of the strategy really revolved around advantages and idols uh, this episode. So to do my best this season to not accidentally do an outplay for an Outwit, whatever, I'm trying my best. So... um, (laughs) This wasn't one of the top moments of the episode for sure, but in my mind, I think it was a pretty good outwit moment. I talked about it a little bit earlier when we were talking about the Tika tribe, and it's Sarah. 
um, and the way she responded to the vote out. Um, I, I think she handled it with a lot of class and um, a, a really smart way to ask what happened, but not hold a grudge, at least openly. Um, now, I don't think she's in a great spot in the Tika tribe by any means, but I think it's, she's in a better spot because of the way she navigated socially after being blindsided. So um, I'll give it to Sarah this week. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a great disclaimer that, uh, especially this season so far, U.S. Survivor has been so advantage heavy uh, in terms of like how much content we've seen of it. I, right, we talked about last week. We saw twenty minutes of a scavenger hunt essentially between right. two tribes, and so we didn't see a lot else around that. But my outwit moment is actually with Danny, so not necessarily his idol play. It's part is like what I loved about his episode, but there's a small moment when Heidi comes up to him and says, Hey, like Claire's trying to, it's like between Claire and Josh with me. And Danny goes, Hey, I prefer Claire, but I'm not voting against, I'm, I'm voting with you. So like, if you decide that Josh is better, great. So whether or not that's true, right? Whether or not Danny really wants Claire gone uh, as the main person, like that's the right play. Because that relationship is more important and you're giving another person agency in the game, right? So that's where people get into traps with like alliances is when they feel like one side feels like they don't have agency in the game. And so, you know, Danny could have like offered more like arguments in favor of voting for Claire. But that first moment of I'm with you. So whatever you decide, like I'm not voting, like you just let me know. Yeah. I got to say, man, last week, you chose for outwit everyone except Franny and Matt on the Soka tribe outplay Danny and outlast Danny. And now outwit again, it's Danny. I know. Well, Dude, you just well, love team Alex. Looking at my notes from last week, my outlast was almost Claire last week. And I'm really glad I didn't choose that because that was clearly <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. Outplay. Uh, that is the strategy around challenges and advantages. Yeah, um, it's Danny, uh, top to bottom this episode. I mean, even in the challenge, he he was uh, up there swinging, you know, getting the keys. He was the first one under the log of all three tribes. Um, so I think he was great in challenges, obviously using the fake idol as intended. Uh, but I think my favorite moment of his this episode was uh, when he thinks Matt took the fake idol and he runs over to the tree branch and he's telling people like, Oh, you got to look in every single, you know, every single nook and cranny. And Matt's like, are there snakes in here? And which is again, what my response uh, it's like, I'm not sticking my hand in some dark hole in the jungle looking for an idol. Like I don't want my hand bitten off. So, uh, but he's like telling people to do that. And then he runs over, sees that it was taken and then immediately kind of runs up and, and, you know, He's like, I think I just saw Matt put something in his pocket, you know, and starts telling people. So I thought that was just a fun move. And again, it's that that Tony energy. Um, so all around Danny outplay. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that's a great choice um, because I knew you were going to pick Danny because you can't help yourself. Even if Danny didn't deserve it, you would have picked him anyways, which he does deserve. Pick. He does deserve it. I'm going to go with Matt for a similar reason of, but my, my main thing is that he made a fake idol um, and uh, then planted it. And similar to kind of what Danny did, used it as an opportunity to like figure out who would find it and make a connection. Uh, like the difference here is that Jamie was more ready to work 
with Matt and solidified a connection that Matt already had. Whereas for uh, Danny, it, it is more about with Matt on his tribe that like Matt begrudgingly tells him. Uh, and so I really like the play that Matthew and Jamie really kind of bond from that moment and they have this together. Uh, and so like, I, th- I think that will be stronger for the two of them going forward. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. great pick. I knew you're going to pick Matthew for it. So, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I have to start going with Matthew and not Matt because it's going to get confusing until one of them goes home. Yep. Last but not least, Outlast, which player helped their game the most this episode to help them last longer? See, I fundamentally disagree with choosing the same person uh, in multiple awards. I know, and I do res- I do respect the consistency. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to throw that out the window today, and <laughs> I got to give it to Danny um, for Outlast. I think he had a, he was a player of the episode to me uh, by 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 a mile. And I think the outlast piece that got me was when this kind of counter alliance was starting to form with Franny, Matt, and Claire. Um, Claire made the comment of, oh, Danny, like, I don't think there's a whole lot going on up there. So we're not even going to touch him. Uh, let's go for Josh. And I think that looking at preseason, that's exactly what Danny wanted. And that's how he wanted to be perceived. And yes, he's very chaotic, but he's got a lot going up a lot going on up top you know like yeah. he knows what he's doing and and so to be perceived that way of like oh he's not a threat i think is the perfect place for him to be yeah uh, my outlast goes to one of the two guys that were the highlights of the episode strategically uh but i'm gonna actually combine i talked myself into this i do this all the time my outlast are matthew and uh jamie team caleb uh coming together uh, building a bond over an idol. Jamie doesn't realize that it's fake, but that doesn't matter. That's a uh, terrible pitch. <laughs> listen, it's someone who got a fake idol as your outlast no, player. It's it's Matthew and Jamie. Okay, so they help. They helped their games the most this week. You don't even believe that. Oh no, I do because Danny's over here going, "Hey, like I don't, I want the target off of me, but also being the instigator behind different votes and like throwing people under the bus and playing I love a little chaotically." Oh, I know you do. I <laughs> I know you do, and I love it too. I'm just giving you my rationale, Alex. But with that, Alex, uh, I'm excited to see what this the next time on Survivor seems to allude to something happening. I'm desperately hoping for a tribe swap, knowing that I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, they had the whole like. They show the image of them reaching a hand into the bag. That's definitely going to be like Escapade Island again. But a guy can hope. I can hope and pray for a tribe swap. Because uh, to my knowledge, I don't know that we've ever had... I think we've had 5-5-4 five, five, split, potentially. But in most of the seasons, it's been a six-person tribe has lasted longer. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm hopeful that the it's going to create some... Two tribes uh, of seven. To, oh, oh, don't get my hopes up, Alex. Oh my gosh, that's what I want to have happen so bad. Oh man, that's what I want this now. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be even more disappointed. But my other question, and this comes from a post from Lauren Beck, and she may have been posting something else. But Alex, do you think there's anything behind this chessboard? Is the chessboard at the voting booth going to be impactful or play in the rest of the season? I think every Survivor fan wants it to be, and it won't yeah. be. Yeah. 
Like I, it's here, here's the thing. Like the <laughs> what was the octopus on the season 43 logo? That was the monster. Jeff didn't mention the monster. <laughs> right? Season 41, the logo was the hand with the torch coming out of the storm in the waves. Made sense, right? First yeah. season after COVID, we we made it, we're doing it. Sec 42, it's a giant maze with a lock and key. Oh my god, the final travel or the final immunity challenge is gonna be the big maze, and it's gonna be a huge moment. This is what's happening. No, it wasn't. Season 43. Well, let's just throw an octopus on there, right? No mention of an octopus. And, and so now it's like, <coughs> at least they made it themed more where there's like, it's very kind of medieval and it's like, okay, there's lots of, you know, the, the, the idol, immunity idols, the team challenge idols, they're the, the sword and the shield. Uh, there's the chess board, which is kind of like knights and you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a stretch, but I don't think anything's going to happen from it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that we and I hope people have that we haven't seen more people like that first vote go in and like start picking up pieces to oh, look yeah. underneath them, right? Like that's what you do now in current survivors. That's like, what Adam look, Klein would do, right? Be more like Adam Klein in those voting booths. But Alex, uh, that's all we got for this week. We're gonna come back in at you with uh, some Australian Survivor next week if you're following along with that, as well as uh, U.S. Survivor Week Four recap uh, if you haven't been following along all season for either of these we hope that you join us go back and watch we are on youtube apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasting reality shows of choice check us out we really appreciate subscriptions and followings and all that jazz like subscribe we really appreciate all of you especially our new folks that are listening this season um, and are returning and, listeners and and our returning listeners uh and we'll speak lama to you later <laughs>